This week's Four Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Lefts Atlanta Media, Atlanta's best journalist database. Subscribe at leftsatlantamedia.com. Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. We are talking today with Steve Gelback with WSB TV. Good morning, Steve. Morning. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, almost the weekend. I'm living for the weekend, right? <laughs> by the time this airs, it will be the weekend, so yeah, you can't tell the difference. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'd like to start out with on these, and you've probably seen one or two, where just kind of a give us a little bit of background about your current role at WSB TV, and then and kind of weave into that a little bit of it. But where'd you come from? And I know you've been at three or four or six TV stations before you made it to Atlanta, which is not unusual. But uh, kind of walk us through the road a little bit. Yeah, I'm a just a general assignment reporter at Channel Two. I've recently not taken over a bureau, but I'm kind of focusing more on North Fulton after uh, one of our colleagues left that job. So I actually live in Cobb County, but I work a lot in North Fulton now. Uh, I used to work a lot on the morning show and I do fill in in the mornings a lot. So a lot of days it's like we're waking up at 3 a.m. and you're on the air at 4.30. So you're, you know, you hit the ground running. And then after the morning show's over with, you're doing a whole different story for the noon show and then leaving something for the later show. So those can be long days. And that's most of my career has been on the morning shows. Um, I may get back to that. I don't know. I'm kind of working Monday through Friday days uh, now. Um, but yeah, just everything, general assignment, whatever you want to throw at me from breaking news uh, is kind of what I cover. And uh, let's see, I, I arrived at Channel 2 as a freelancer. I was freelance for almost two years. And I started back in 2013, I guess. <laughs> uh, 2013 was my uh, first time freelancing at Channel 2. And then I became full-time in 2015. So I've been here you know, that long. And before I was here, I was at um, I was in Orlando in Florida for six years. And it seems like a lot of people from Atlanta have come from Florida or Orlando market. Um, or, or, or they go back there, right? Uh, yeah. Well, eventually we'll make everyone makes it to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was not at, a, not at the CMG or the Cox Media Station there. And I was actually at the Fox-owned an operation in Orlando. Covered a lot of different crazy you know, Florida stories there from the end of the shuttle program. We did a lot of NASA coverage to Casey Anthony to you know, Trayvon Martin story. And uh, it, was, it was a great time. Uh, a uh, great place to be. And then before that, so I always tell people it's like, it's like baseball. You start in single A and go to double A, triple A, you work your way up in markets. But um, so I'm working, it's weird because I usually do it the other way where I start in the beginning and now I'm working backwards. So before I was in Orlando, I was in uh, Tampa for a few months. I did some freelance work, but then I was in Knoxville, Tennessee uh, for a couple of years. Started my first on-air job in Peoria, Illinois, right out of college. I was actually a photographer to start and but during college, I worked at WHO in Des Moines. That's where I'm from in Des Moines, Iowa. Went to Iowa State University. Go Cyclones in Sweet 16 this weekend. And um, and just kind of got my, uh, you know, built my way up behind the scenes. And then I realized I wanted to do, you know, in front of the camera and work my way. I did every job from I did weekend weather in the small market to, you know, to shooting to you know everything. And then uh, now I don't have to do that. But uh yeah, our, That's kind of our, where I come from. our friend uh, Chinu Her from Channel Eleven is now anchoring at uh, at WHO in Des Moines. I think. Oh yeah, it's a great yeah, station. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's he likes it. It's closer to closer to family. So, so it's uh, but obviously a big change going from Atlanta to Des Moines as opposed to Des Moines from Atlanta, right? Yeah, it was weird because when I moved from the Midwest to Tennessee the first time, that was a little culture shock. And everyone asked me, you know, it was a culture shock moving to Atlanta. Well, not from Florida. I mean, from, from Florida, everyone's from somewhere else, and. Uh, but that first jump from you know, the Midwest to Tennessee was a little strange. Yeah. I didn't know what sweet yeah. tea was. I was like, 
we have tea in the Midwest, but it's it's not like this. It's just iced tea. And like, why would you drink that? It's gross. <laughs> but then, then I had some like, wow, this is really good. Sweet tea. Well, and if you, if you go if you go somewhere and you say you want unsweet tea, they look at you like, yeah, what's that? Really? Yeah, <laughs> you can just walk yourself on out there and we'll, we'll get back to you with your food. <laughs> I first, when I first moved down here. There's, there was a place called, I think it's still around. It's called, it was called Po Folks. I think it's now it's just called Folks, but it was, it was like tea. It's closed. The, it's right on Windy Hill in Cobb County. Is it, is it closed now? It's closed. Uh, and, and it's always called Folks, but then yeah. my photographer who grew up in Cobb County told me, no, it used to be called Po Folks. Po like, Folks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that's, they decided that wasn't politically correct to be Po Folks, but they, they served the tea in the mason jars. And it was just, you know, fried oh. chicken and tea and just kind of Southern food. It was, it was great food, but the tea was like, liquid sugar right <laughs> if, if you got the sweet stuff yeah you know, it's great yeah that was probably not not good but uh <laughs> all right so so as a general assignment reporter so how how much do you get to pick your stories and how much is is it is it a here's what's going on today here's what we have to cover you know for many years i was in the morning show so it's a lot of covering you know the big story of the day for you know maybe the night before or trying to make something new what's happening today on a on a big story and a lot of times i wasn't able to pitch a lot of stories now that I'm working more days, I do get to pitch some more stories and, you know, and, and if I see something I can, you know, but every day is different. I mean, that, that's why I like it. Cause you know, you never know what you're going to be covering. Well, and you guys are a bit, I, I would say WSB is a little more harder news sometimes than some of the other stations, not as much of the feature segments that some of the other stations have. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Yeah, but I think it's changing. And I've had this conversation where, I mean, back in the day, yeah, you wouldn't, if somebody pitched a story about um, a feature story, well, now we do have, you know, a reporter who does a lot of different, you know, feature, some featurey stuff and that's his lane and, um, and Barron. Um, yeah. But, th- but we have other stories where maybe in the past you wouldn't think, okay, WSB, they're more, you know, breaking news, weather, hardcore, you know, and run and gun. And you, we wouldn't cover something like whatever it is, but nowadays with, with social media and everything, if it plays, online or a headline or something i mean we'll it'll cover it i mean it doesn't matter i mean i'm just trying to think of the big stories of the last week or two like you know a right. guy in a bubble bath or you know anything involving kids or animals or a dog or you know cows on the interstate is probably the one thing i was known for back in the day uh, a few years ago when i covered did, that in the did, morning, you, so. did you do the zebra on the interstate i did the cows I oh, was you did there. the cows okay yeah yeah cows but i mean if it's gonna like have a, a catchy you know way to catch people online or social media or if it's going to play on the, the web everything is it's not just, you know, the television audience anymore. It's all, you know, it's, it's our phones, it's streaming, it's, it's everything. So it, it's, things are changing even, you know, as we speak. So yeah. I wouldn't say if, if it would play to a larger audience or, big, you know, if it's something that people click on, it's something we'd cover. Okay. That's, that's good perspective because I think people who have been around Atlanta for a long time kind of keep – there's kind of a perception of a little bit uh, of a harder focus. But that's, that's good to kind of hear the mm-hmm. a little bit of the – the shift there. So if, uh, if companies or nonprofits or folks want to be a part of your coverage, what would you, what's the suggestion? What's a good way to, to get them integrated in that? I mean, I get tons of pitches and emails and it's just a lot of times to swipe, you know, and I was trying to think about this question and, and sometimes for us, it's, it's either really wide or it's really narrow. Like it can go from the very narrow, like you focus on one person, one character, you have an example of the story and then you can make it into a broader issue or it's, or if you're trying to take a bigger issue, you know, it can be even larger. And I think sometimes in the pitches we get, I mean, obviously 
if it's a story you want covered, we want to find that character or find a way to localize it or find a way to humanize it. I mean, and sometimes that's difficult when we're, you know, we're going to talk to an expert on this story. Well, you know, sometimes it, some days it could just be easy as going and finding, you know, man on the street interviews of, you know, a person, you know, drivers who are impacted by this, you know, new thing or gas prices. But I mean, if I can find an actual person who's impacted or a character, uh, you know, someone who, and, and if the, like in your, on your side of the things on the PR side, if they have that person or an actual connection lined up that says, okay, this person is local, this is impacted by this, right. then we can take that small story and make it into a broader story. Or maybe there's a, a broader story and we can like focus it down on something more local because I've gotten, I mean, like a pitch today, I was like something I did click on that I wouldn't have clicked on. I mean, let me see. I mean, I was going to use this example. Like, the headline of the, the pitch or the email was joint pilot study targets pregnant members with diabetes. And then that's all I could see. And then at the very end, it said in Georgia, joint pilot study targets pregnant. I mean, that's not something I would normally click on. I mean, but once you read down, it's like, okay, well, there's, there's a, there's a thing about customized meals that is actually helping pregnant mothers with diabetes. And if there was more of like a pitch about, you know, local pregnant mothers, you know, at risk, are being helped by a local program or what? I mean, I'm just, there, there's yeah, ways to frame yeah. it where things where we would more likely cover something because who's going to want to click on, you know, like joint pilot study of, of moms, you know, like, yeah, I would, I would re- rephrase the headline to the, to the benefit, you know, to, you know, mom, moms, you know, program helps moms with diabetes, Georgia moms with diabetes or something. And, and kind of the study part is that part to the right that you can't see until you yeah. swipe to the right. Yeah, sometimes I, was, I think we're, I mean, we get ideas that are more national or it's like a, a national study or whatever, or we have an expert who's not from here, but if we can find some way to localize it and like narrow it down, we, you know, that I think that we're connecting some way, but it's also, it's also about the viewer benefit. Like you said, I mean, it's, it's trying to find that what is the bigger issue that will connect with people that will want to watch. I mean, and, and I want to make it more relevant to, to everyone. Like if yeah. I go to do a story, like I recently, I did a story in Peachtree corners where they're very, you know, forward in their automation of, you know, vehicles and people come to test cars there and they, okay, I can do a story about their little, you know, whatever they're, they're rolling out at that minute. But the bigger story is, Hey, this is pretty cool because we could all be driving automated cars in the future. And like, let's take it bigger and make it even bigger than, than the little tiny story, or I'll take your big story and I'll make it even tinier and, yeah. and focus it on one person. So, I mean, that's kind of the, that's where I come from things. And, and obviously I know you guys are covering kind of local aspects of the war in Ukraine. So I know there's lots of folks who are, who are trying to help with that. Uh, either Ukrainians who are here in Atlanta or just folks who want to help in some fashion. So I, I've obviously seen a lot about, that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff on your air as well. That's a great um, example because normally you would think, well, why would we any viewers care about what's happening over there? I mean, but actually now people, maybe it is because of you know, it's every, the information's all out there, but people locally care about that, and, and it, it, it makes people watch. And if it's going to get viewers to watch and care about a, something over there by localizing it, then they're right. Really good. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't do a story about this local Ukrainian restaurant in Midtown, right? Exactly. Yeah, but today you maybe. Not that there is a Ukrainian restaurant in Midtown that I know of, but somebody was asking <laughs> yeah, me. About, yeah. <laughs> somebody was asking me about that yesterday. Is there, a, is there a Ukrainian restaurant? I was a reporter. I was doing a story with, and he's like, "Yeah, I'd like to. Do, I want to do my stand-up. Is, is there like a Ukrainian restaurant I can do this with?" I was like, 
I don't know. Just just go to the law school over at Emory and do it from there. That's that's a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> but we we couldn't think of a Ukrainian restaurant off the top. I probably could have googled it and found it a little bit. But uh, all right, so. So this is the hardest question. I was people was like, ah, this 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 stumper. So, what is the coolest thing about Steve that people might not know about? I have an identical twin brother, and so there's two of me out there. He's never appeared on television. But... <laughs> <That> <laughs> he lives back. You say that, but maybe he has, and we just don't know it, right? Actually, my first job when I did weekend weather in a small market, really, like people were like, you should put him in a suit and tie and bring him on, and you know. Put him on the desk or, you know, put him out in front of the green screen or something. But no, he's a uh, business owner and a school board member in Iowa in a suburb of uh, Des Moines, uh, back where we're from. So, uh, you, yeah. could have, you could have some fun with that. You come come visit and you could have him do a stand up with your brother standing there. And we do look enough alike. I mean, but yeah, now you got me thinking, like, okay, <laughs> what can, how can we, we do, do that? that? We could, you know, our Steve Gilback went to Iowa today and he covered the story. Yeah. And he yeah. just, yeah. But see, I'm, the, I'm the much better looking twin and the more, ah. mod- and the more modest as well. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, so uh, lightning around here. So uh, last book you've read or the last podcast that you've listened to? Oh, geez. I listen to podcasts all the time. I mean, I, when I'm out doing stuff and I, I don't, my wife says I don't read books. I, I, th- I say I do because I listen to them on Audible. So I listen to books sure. when I'm doing stuff. Um, podcasts. I listen, I listen to a lot of true crime like podcasts. You know, like the AJC one and I, uh, Truth and Justice is one that kind of spawned out of serial. And I listened to a lot of that. That's the last podcast I probably listened to. Okay. Um, last book, there's a crazy book I uh, listened to from David Goggins. I don't know if you know that name, but uh, um, it's called You Can't Hurt Me, I believe the book is called. But he, it's a great audible listen because there's like a narrator of the book. And then every chapter, like it's kind of like he comments on it or they do an interview kind of like this where he extemporaneously talks about oh, okay. What That's happens cool. in this? So it's a really cool audible book. Um, but David Goggins, he's like a former Navy SEAL. He's like an ultra marathon athlete. It's just in, just yeah. If you never thought you uh, had any mental toughness issues. You just got to read that book. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I don't seem to have enough time lately to listen to audio books. I, you know, I have like a half hour, forty five minutes to the gym in the morning. But uh, so I try to. I keep trying to find podcasts. All right, last movie you've seen in a theater? That's the trick question. Oh, theater. What did, I just saw one. Uh, what did I see? I can't remember. Right, we'll come um, back to that. We'll come back to that. Okay. All right. Favorite local restaurant. Yeah, this is simple. I, I, I don't even, I'm not fancy. Just give me Texas Roadhouse. That, ever since then, I, you know, I've never had a bad steak at Texas Roadhouse. That's there, a good one. There's one right by my in-laws place and um, just want to get a steak, potato, beer, no fancy wine. Just that's not yeah. If anyone gives me, like, my family gives me gift cards or whatever, it's always Texas Roadhouse. That's where we're going. All right. Favorite guilty pleasure? Um, I don't know. Something mean, not like uh, thrift stores. I like, I, I, I always will stop at a thrift store. Like, I, I, like stuff I wear on TV, I buy thrift stores. <laughs> I, got, I mean, I just, you go to the fancy ones. Like, I used to live in Buckhead and like, go in and find where the rich people live and what they throw out. And uh, that's good. Yeah, but I I love going in and treasure hunting and looking for stuff. All right. Favorite, uh, what's a good local getaway place you like to go to to get away from work? You know, I haven't been there in a while. It's a getaway. I was like thinking of like places to go stay. Um, But out in Stone Mountain, nobody knows about it. On the backside in Stone Mountain Park, there's a a Marriott resort called Evergreen. And it's really nice. And uh, my wife and family went there. Um, We had to go over somewhere locally, I'd say. Yeah, just 
in town, that would be, you know, somewhere to go check out. Because you have all of the stuff in Stone Mountain you can bike, you can hike up to the, do all the activities yeah. there. But Stone Mountain's got, Evergreen. yeah, oh yeah, Stone Mountain's got lots of little, little places you can go. There's actually a, on the, on the backside, if you go all the way around the back, there's a, what do they call it? It's like the butterfly area, butterfly field or something like that. It's oh, like yeah. a, there's an area you, you can, you can walk back there. You can't bike or take dogs back there, but it's, there's, there's deer back there and they, they let the grass grow really high and there's birds. It's, it's pretty cool, but it's, it's called butterfly something. Anyway, see, it's all, all the way on the back. All right. Favorite, favorite non-work hobby. Uh, golfing probably. I, I'm a big golfer. I always golf. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty simple. Okay. And we'll circle you back to the last movie. If you get, okay, I'm still that. thinking, um, <laughs> it was in the theater. I went by myself and I normally don't go to a movie by myself. But... And I, my daughter didn't want to go. I never that. She's you know almost fourteen years old, and she doesn't want to hang out with her dad. What's your um, What's your movie genre taste? Superhero movies or? No, I, I was going to go see Batman recently. I just I just now get to it. I, I love all the um, mystery, suspense, thrillers. Have you seen Death on, Have you seen Death on the Nile? No, no. I want to it. Yeah, it's in it's in theaters. I want to see that. That was in the previews for the movie I just I last saw. <laughs> And it looked really cool <laughs> whatever, on the screen. Whatever that movie was, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what it was now, but it was good. Um, All right, if you think if you think of it the next day or two, just shoot me a note and uh, and I'll I'll, I'll I'll edit in a little graphic. This is the movie that Steve can remember was. <laughs> I'll think go back and look. I'll think go look at the recent movies and uh, Ice Age Four. Well, uh, no. Yeah, no, no, that wasn't it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> People ask me sometimes, have you seen this? This Disney movie with the princess. I, mean, I had boys. I, I think we didn't see any of the Disney princess movies, but we we saw. I took my kid to see Transformers when he was far too young. So well, there you, go. you know, there we go. Hey, I showed my daughter Goonies at a very young age. We probably shouldn't have. <laughs> I I did do that once. I, I we were watching the original uh, Terminator movie with my one of my kids, and there was a, an adult scene in there that we forgot was in there. And I'm like, cover your eyes, cover your eyes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a problem. I'm, like trying to, I'm trying to go back and get my daughter an education in some of the, you know, the classic 90s, you know, action movies. And then you just forget like, oh, wait, I forgot that was in there. Or like, oh, yeah, he gets his head blown <laughs> off. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, when my older kid went to college, I I'd sat him down and said, like, oh, we, we got to watch Animal House. You know, it's a classic college movie. And yeah. we were watching. It's like, this is not that funny. It's like, what do you mean it's not that funny? It's one of the best movies ever. It's like, yeah, it's just, I just, yeah, whatever, dad. Like. <laughs> Okay, Jack, you know, <laughs> failed as a parent if you don't like Animal House. Yeah. All right. Anything else about, uh, channel, about channel two that we haven't talked about, uh, that would be good for folks to know? Um, um, I mean, I think it's just everything's moving just to all platforms. I mean, it's not just about the, the TV anymore. That's, I mean, that's kind of the biggest thing. You know, we're in a new world of streaming and I think channel two is trying to be that, you know, cutting edge and trying to create ways of, you know, I think you'll see in the future different ways where we're focusing more on that streaming uh, and over the top stuff. And, you know, where, wherever you're going to get your content from, it's, it's not just going to be the television. And, and there's a big focus on that probably in every station, but I mean, I think you'll see a lot, hopefully, you know, in the future about new innovative ways to, to grab those other audiences and, um, and just kind of across everything, because I mean, we want to be the source for whether it's, you know, information you want to know what's going on in your community you can turn on your tv at night but you can also you know tune, tune on you know look on your phone your, your and get a anything, mobile, you know, mobile device or roku, roku or amazon fire all, all of the as exactly. i say the over the top aspects of uh, of getting the news too 
Well, great, Steve. I appreciate it. Uh, I promise you twenty minutes, and that we are we are hitting our hitting our mark. So I'm going to let you go. So this has been another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. Steve Gelback, WSB TV. Find him Monday through Friday on. Let's see, are you on the probably the four, four five o'clock, and six. four, five, and yeah. six? There we go. Right. Oh, make your make your appointment. It. Set the DVR. <laughs> Watch Steve. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you.